So more with Miss America. Uh, yeah. Grace Stanky's in the house, and it's so great. Uh, thank you for coming. Oh, thank you for we having me. We knew you knew the way. Yeah. We knew you knew how to it get is, here. Oh, yeah. So didn't great. have no GPS, no nothing, just me <laughs> driving in. Yeah. No, that's yeah. awesome. So, Grace, we had mentioned when we talked to you earlier on the air that you mm-hmm. are a nuclear engineer, and there are some new developments in nuclear, which is pretty cool. So let's talk about the difference between fusion and fission. Yes, so as a nuclear engineering student, I'm currently in my last semester of getting my degree at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, but I've spent a lot of time working on both of those things. So fission is what's happening in nuclear power plants right now. It's the breaking apart of atoms, and atoms are the very smallest, tiniest things in existence. They make up everything around us. You know, they make up this microphone I'm speaking into, the Miss America crown, so many things. Um, So when those break apart, that's what creates energy and creates heat because the basics of every single power plant is you basically have a tea kettle when that steam starts coming out of that team kettle that turns a little turbine you know think of those like windmills that you stick in your front lawn Mm -hmm. that steam just turns that turbine and that's what creates electricity so that's the basics of literally every single power plant but in nuclear we just use fission to create heat to heat up that that tea kettle so that's the very basics of fission now fusion is the opposite of that but it still creates heat. So it's two things and combining them together under extreme pressure, extreme heat to combine them and fuse them together. I like to remember, you know, fuse has a U, so building up, mm-hmm. right? So fusion last week, actually, the significant discovery that I'm sure you're talking about, the United States created its first net energy positive reaction. So that means it created a fusion reaction that produced more energy than required it to happen. Mm -hmm. And fusion really is the future of energy, I think. And it's a very long term goal, but we're continuing to research it and continuing to learn more and more about it every day. And the reason why it's so beneficial and so much that long term goal, it can be fueled by water. So imagine how cheap that is, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's no really harmful outputs or side effects or anything along to go with it, which is truly remarkable in terms of what could be possible because our our planet will continue to grow in population. Our food needs will continue to grow. So we're going to need to continue using farmland in states like here in Wisconsin where agriculture is such a big thing. But then we're also going to need more electricity because our technology is going to continue to evolve and we're going to continue to need more power. And that's where I think nuclear energy really steps in in the short term. we need to start thinking about reopening decommissioned nuclear power plants. There's two of them here in Wisconsin that we could reopen. One in Michigan that just shut down, they're actually applying to reopen for the first time to ever happen in history. That's that's completely new for people to see a a nuclear power plant reopen. Mm -hmm. And I think it's something we need to consider more. Uh, And obviously we've got a lot of progression in the fission side of things as well with small modular reactors. So miniaturized nuclear power plants that still create a ton of energy. And you, as Miss America, have the opportunity to talk to a lot of people and spread this message and educate people on this whole nuclear energy thing. Yeah, it's super exciting because I get to p- talk to people from of all ages and all backgrounds about nuclear energy. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about nuclear power plants and what nuclear energy is and how nuclear science is prevalent in the world around us. You know, in the medicinal side, nuclear science really is everywhere. Uh, I'm very thankful my dad survived cancer twice because of nuclear medicine. He is alive today because of that. And that just speaks to the power of when we use the power of the atom for good, 
it can do tremendous things for the society, for society and humanity as we know it. Uh, and I'm excited to continue seeing where the medicine side of nuclear research goes, but then also see where the energy side continues to go. And talking about how, you know, in your home, you can go through, just make sure to turn your lights off. You only run your dishwasher when it's actually completely full. You know, that's something I've always got to be on my parents about and be on my roommates when I lived with roommates and everything. But reducing the amount of power that you use, one, not only helps keep your utility bill is lower, but also helps reduce the amount of carbon emissions going into the atmosphere around us. Well, the real conversation that ends up happening a lot with Nikki and I, we'll go out, we'll do a broadcast like mm-hmm. at a car dealership or something like that. And right when uh, they were just talking about electric cars is we would chat with them about it and they said, no, we're nowhere near having those because no one wants them yet. And yeah. I was wondering, you know, what do you think is going to happen? When is it going to be the norm uh, that you'll start hearing more and more about uh, transportation where we're relying on more than just gas vehicles? Well, the transportation industry is now being mandated to switch over to electric. And that's something that as people's gas-powered vehicles start to, you know, get to the point of it's not worth fixing it, they have to buy a new electric vehicle now because that's what the new cars are going to be. I fully support the move to electric vehicles, but all it's really doing is changing where the carbon emissions is happening. No, it's not happening directly from the consumer or by the consumer anymore. You're just plugging it into your home, which your electricity might be generated by fossil fuel plants. And in that scenario, you're still emitting carbon into the atmosphere. For people's homes that are powered by, you know, nuclear energy, which does power 20% of America already, or powered by solar panels or wind or whatever clean energy source it might be, then that's actually, you know, reducing carbon emissions. So it's, it's a combination and teamwork effort of watching the transportation industry slowly change to electric vehicles and, and using that. And that's not going to happen overnight. Like I said, people are going to continue using gas vehicles until they until they die. I'll be honest, I I probably will use a gas vehicle for a little bit here for a while until I can afford an electric vehicle because those are expensive too. Sure. Uh, so that'll continue to advance and those cars will be made cheaper and more affordable. But then beyond that, we need to also work in conjunction on the energy industry to have that convert over to zero carbon emissions because, like I said, electric cars is just changing where the carbon emissions is happening. Sure. So it's addressing that issue at its core, at its base, and where electricity is coming from that will really actually make an impact on carbon emissions. There you go. Sure. Yeah. Grace, yeah. before before we let you go, because I know you have other places to be and other people <laughs> to talk to, I just wanted to ask you quickly about this article yeah. that was in Vogue. Um, the article is titled, How the Miss America 2023 Pageant Broke Free of Its Sexist, Superficial Roots. And a lot of former misses were extremely offended by the title of that article, not necessarily the content within the article, because I don't really think there was anything wrong with the content. It was the the headline that really set people off. What would you say to those women who have walked across that Miss America stage who are offended by that article? First off, those are the women I still look up to. Becoming Miss America that night, I got to meet many of the women that competed when there was still swimwear, when it was still a beauty pageant. I still respect so much of who they are, what they represent, and the confidence they embody. The Miss America organization is changing, and not everyone supports those changes, but I, as Miss America right now, I'm seeing how it's continuing to affect women across the country. Right now, I'm a nuclear engineering student, a classical violinist, a competitive water skier, a family member, a friend, outdoors woman, and so many things, because we're representing the women who can, and women always have been able to. We're just changing how it's shown. And this year's class 
of candidates really represented that. We've got future trauma surgeons, we've got attorneys, we've got performing arts specialists, teachers, nurses, so many women that are going to go on and change the world, not necessarily as Miss America, but in, in their own ways and, and things like that, which is truly remarkable. And it's a, such a diverse class that we had this year in terms of backgrounds and, and who they are and what they represent. Man, well, you, you just brought it all. We were yeah. so proud of it. You won. Thank and you. Everybody was freaking out. Uh, that's how we brought down the internet that night. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. We're so proud of you and we're so happy for you. And we cannot wait to see all the amazing things you do as Miss America. Thank you so much, Nikki. Thank I appreciate you, it.